please be advised that this episode may contain strong language and spoilers. Hello and welcome to What the Forks, a podcast in which we revisit a teenage obsession, Stephanie Meyer's Twilight Saga. We're finding out if our love for this series will shine eternal or crumble to ash under close inspection. I'm Isaac. I'm Chloe. And in this episode, we're talking about the fifth and final film in the franchise, 2012's The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn, Part 2. Hello! It's a bit sad, because this is our last episode in a while. Yeah, Yeah. for a little while. For a little while. So, um, how are you? What's going on? I'm tired. It's new house. Mm. Lots of work. For your husband. Yes. (laughs) Oh my god. Yesterday, I got in, and he was in a really good mood. I was not in a very good mood. I'd had a really awful weekend at work. Oh no. You know where it drags. That's how I feel about my life right now. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. You're just like moment to moment, like yeah. mm, mm, this, this is... could have been shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he picked me up from work. It was in a really chipper mood, and I was not in the mood for it. We get home, <laughs> and I start just tidying up, doing dishes, and he decides to hang. I swear to God, the heaviest mirror known to man. It has been kind of like welded <laughs> out of some kind of ancient metal. I'm so scared that it's gonna pull our house down (laughs) in the middle of the night. (laughs) It's so heavy. So he's trying to hang this, holes being drilled into brick, then little plastic cylinders going into those holes, and then metal hooks going into the plastic things. I don't know. I stayed in the other room, and whenever I would hear swearing and shouting and that he'd cut his finger again, I would just poke my head around the corner and say, it's okay to give up. (laughs) No one will think any less of you. We don't need this mirror. (laughs) He didn't give up. The mirror is hung. That mirror's there permanently now. Yeah, it's not going to be able to be moved. Until, like, the weighty spirit that lives within it crashes it down. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. You know, good days, bad days. I'm in this weird limbo. Like, we're currently in my bedroom in my house in London, and I'm surrounded by boxes of my things because I'll be moving to Manchester. But that seems so surreal. That doesn't seem like it's actually going to ever happen. It's just been this idea for so long. Exactly. At some point, you will be moving to Manchester. And I haven't really gotten used to it. And I've never really been to Manchester either. I don't know anybody there. I've got no friends. (laughs) It's all very exciting and awful at the same time. It's quite... um... Well, it's very you, let's be honest. It's, yes, it's, it's a very it's you very thing me. to do. Mm, I'm um, excited for you. Yeah, everybody says that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, you do it then. <laughs> what are your memories of the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2? And what expectations do you have for the viewing to come? <laughs> I feel like you've turned this around on me. I definitely think it's you that has to talk about this first. <laughs> I believe our script says <laughs> Isaac leads the discussion about memories and expectations. Say Isaac asks so he doesn't have to think about it. <laughs> I think we're bad at remembering because the films coincided with our friendship and lack of friendship for a while. <laughs> it's just best not to remember. This film came out in November 2012. 20, yeah. We would have reconciled by then. Yes. But obviously, we'd kind of emerged from the dark year. Like a phoenix. I didn't feel so much like a phoenix. I felt like 
a battered like a chicken <laughs> coming out of the egg damp oh, and bedraggled oh. but chickens are actually renowned for... <laughs> sorry i just i just can't wait for the end of the sentence <laughs> are renowned for making very good friendship groups <laughs> It's a fact. They are very <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, they're very good friends. Yeah. In terms of this film, I must have been to the cinema to see it. You don't think you were? No, I think I saw it with my mum like a couple of months after it was released on DVD. This film is significant to me because it is the only one that I never got on DVD. Was it because you were so angry with Breaking Dawn Part 1 <laughs> that you just thought, fuck it? Yes, so it had been a big part of obviously growing up and it had been a story that had been integral to my teens. Yes. By the time this film came out, I was 18. Doing more manly 18 things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was going to be leaving my parents' house within that year. I remember the shelf in my bedroom where I had all the DVDs Mm -hmm. and I got up to Breaking Dawn Part 1 on DVD. But then I just don't think it ever really occurred to me. I just thought, oh, I'll I'll get that eventually to Mm -hmm. complete my set and just never did. Until now. Oh, hey. This is the first time I've ever owned this DVD. Will you be keeping it after we've watched it? No, probably not. <laughs> I haven't kept the others. They've gone ah! straight back. Have you kept your books, though? Yes, no. but partially only because I've scribbled in all of them. Yes. So I don't feel like it's fair to donate those. Yeah. So I may compost them. Will this be the last feature film to be shown in this house while you inhabit it? Most probably. Thank God it's Breaking Dawn Part 2 from the Twilight Saga. It's not something really beautiful like Shawshank Redemption or Green Mile or... Mary-Kate and Ashley's New York Minute. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we've just watched it. It's... You were bored! I was bored. I was bored at times. Uh. But tell you what, at the end there... Mm. I was still bored, but <laughs> but during that final credits sequence, yeah. <laughs> I thought at the time, what a nice moment and, and how significant that would have been. Mm. This is the final chapter, yeah. if you will. Yes. There's it's never the going to be another Twilight Saga film unless it's a remake. Mm-hmm. Please don't remake it. So this film, uh-huh. so this is a question I have. For you, for everyone, for the world. Okay. Is The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2 the fifth film in The Twilight Saga, or is it the second part of the fourth film? I don't know. They were released a year apart, directed by the same guy. Filmed at the same time. In one go. Yeah. Yeah. But it does have a slightly different feel to it. Definitely. Yeah. She just keeps narrating. She does not shut up. Yeah, there are some differences, not necessarily in the directing style, I don't think, but in the edits, maybe. In the the effects. Yeah. I mean, a lot more happens. Well, that's what we said when we were reading the novel. We were like, this could have just been a separate book. Like, you could have taken out the whole first two parts, you know, Bella's bit, Jacob's bit, all that shit, and just had when she turns into a vampire, and that could have been a separate entity. Which they've done. That's the exact point that they've... Split the films. It's different. It's very different. I didn't hate it. No. It's not my favourite. I don't know. I cannot favour any of these films. (laughs) (laughs) 
definitely better than watching Breaking Dawn Part 1. I, I think it could be enjoyable. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I felt kind of nostalgic. Yeah, it kind makes of you emotional. nostalgic at the end. You're like, oh, yeah. I see what you've done. Kind of sentimental. Because every time I watch this with my friend who makes me watch all the Twilight sagas, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, let's watch them all over again. You couldn't watch them all in one go. You could. Like, physically, but you would could. would you live? <laughs> it wouldn't be would good Would you live you. to see the end? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2 was released in 2012. It was directed by Bill Condon from a screenplay by Melissa Rosenberg. Mm, she has a lot to answer for. After the birth of Renesmee slash Nessie. No! The Cullens gather other vampire clans in order to protect the child from a false allegation that puts the family in front of the Volturi. Breaking Dawn Part 2 starts with an alright title sequence. It's quite a long sequence. This film could have been shorter, actually, if they just cut out these sequences. sequences. (laughs) What I did like when we finally get back to Bella, really, is the eye turning red. That was nice. Mm -hmm. That was cool. It looks like blood, so it seems... She's got a blood clot. No, it's the opposite. The blood is flowing. No, because you know when you've been in the shower too long? No. Yeah, and your eyes go red. What? Oh. My fingers go wrinkly. My eyes go red if I've been in the shower too long. Like Bella's. I'm glad I've never been around when you've just had a long shower. Yeah. If you came out of the bathroom with bright red eyes. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. oh! <laughs> Maybe I should go see someone about that. Like the skin? Like yeah, dry just the, skin? the white bits go really red. White, the whites of your eyes. Like yeah. you've not slept. I suppose. Is it the heat? <laughs> I would assume so. I do like it quite hot. You need to have colder showers. <laughs> Do we think that what makes vampires' eyes go red? Very hot steam. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say blood seeping into the Uh iris, like we see in the sequence, but that would imply to me that animals all have yellow blood, (laughs) which doesn't make any sense. She can see everything. Every pore, every spot. She can zoom right in on the carpet and see the little bits that that Esme hasn't got with her dust buster. All right. Esme got to clean. They would totally hire a cleaner. Imagine if it was your job to clean the Cullen house mm. and they were never home. Yeah. And Things you would steal. Ancient artifacts. I suppose. Imagine if you <laughs> broke a vase. <gasps> I've got a paper cut. She? Edward whispers for some reason. They whisper a lot in is this it, film. What does he say? You're beautiful or something? Yeah, beautiful. I was and... just like, speak up. <laughs> what? He doesn't need to yell now. She's got very sensitive <laughs> In fact, they don't really need to speak to one another anymore. No. She's touching him. He's touching her. The same temperature now. She grips his buttocks. Yeah. We assume. We can't see. We can see over her shoulder onto his face. Yeah. He says, you're a lot stronger than me now. And she does something. She grabs his ass. His eyes widen. Yeah. I love it. I love Bella in control. She's horny as fuck. Oh yeah. She is like grinding on his knee. She always likes a good knee or a hip. She wants what she wants and she's gonna get it. Yeah. You pointed out that she has very large ears appreciate you bringing that up again. <laughs> and I'm like, she does! 
Yes, I... They are pretty big. I've noticed that Kristen Stewart has some prominent ears, as do I. Oh, it's do... all about the similarities between you and Kristen Stewart, and I'm Look, sick of it. I'm just saying, <laughs> we could have been sisters. <laughs> I think that she and I have a lot in common. I have a lot of love for that woman. Oh, it makes me sick. But she does have Russell Tovey ears. Oh, but I like Russell Tovey. Yes, and you should like Kristen Stewart. If you don't know who Russell Tovey is, please Google him. He is a fantastic British actor. With excellent large ears. Yeah, and a lovely French bulldog. Yes, we assume lovely. He goes everywhere with him. Yeah. He's an art collector, did you know? The bulldog? Yes. Oh. Yeah. He seems stuck up to me. Russell Tovey? No, the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Edward has said, you need to hunt, and she's like, oh, fuck, yes, I'll grab my throat and be like, you only done parched she is so she's running super speed they're gonna hunt i think it looks pretty good i'm gonna say it i think in this film it might be the best it's done i do why why not it just it's just very cgi yes but very fake how else could you do it other than just film them running and then speed the footage (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i suppose there's a deer there's a deer and the deer is from twilight yeah Probably not the same deer. I think they had to get a new one. Probably a new deer. Yeah. Because the other one got eaten. Oh, by Edward. Well, we don't know. By a man. Yeah. It was gripped in a man's arms. Mm. (laughs) Then we saw quite a hunky rock climber. (gasps) I thought that too. But then I thought, calm down, Isaac. You (laughs) haven't seen anything of him. Not his face, but I don't need to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad it wasn't me. What have I written? Fit rock climber, neck stubble. Yeah. All, all I saw of him was the back, and I thought, mm, no, bad shade of green for yeah, his that's shirt. that's not his fault. He picked the shirt. He didn't. The costume designer picked <laughs> yes. the shirt, but the character mm. of the rock climber picked the shirt. I wonder if he's credited. Can we find him? Maybe we should no. find him. You know that we'd be disappointed. Oh, that's true. Yeah, let's just leave it for his back, neck and knee. That's all I really need in a man. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see... Your strong back, yeah. a rugged knee, and a stubbly neck. Yeah, that pulsating vein in that neck of his. Very thick. <laughs> Hunting for, like, new man meat is great, but... Um... <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Are you talking about Twilight, or just No, just your me, but... <laughs> Vampires feeding has always been sexual. So, I don't think it's that unusual that with... Bella's super zoomy eyes. She's sensing the blood pulsing in his neck, and I don't think that we are ready ill <laughs> for for seeing that and thinking, sexy man, sexy man, climbing a rock. Either that, or it's just our oh. particular taste happens mm. to be man with pulse. Edward is like, I'm sorry. Yeah, but he's not very sorry. <laughs> he's not. He's he's actually quite adamant. If he was she, more she's sorry do in it. the book. He was just a bit like. I understand if you kill him. I'd kind of like you to kill him so I wouldn't feel so bad about what I've done in my life. This is the ultimate problem with the men in this saga. Yeah. Is that they... Oh, sorry. Did I say this saga? I meant just men. The... <laughs> they place their ego above all else. Oh. Well, thank you. <laughs> no, really, thank you. <laughs> 
But she's like, we're going to get out of here. He's like, I can help you. And she just flies. There's a lot of flying. She doesn't need his help. Yeah, and he's like, or not. Good for her, though. Mm -hmm. Good for her. So much of this film, I'm like, yes. Then she eats a cougar. It's cool. She wrestles it. She humps it. She's not wrestling it. She is humping it. But she has to. She's so little. And the cougar's so big. If you (laughs) were fighting a cougar, humping it may give you an advantage. Right. I don't advise it. I imagine you would probably lose yeah um but humping it wouldn't make the situation worse for (laughs) (laughs) they've hunted now she's well fed Mm -hmm. and uh, they come back to the house and jacob's outside with his wolf nipples honestly even in his camel jumper Jumper, he cannot hide those nipples they are sharp as glass okay so yes cgi baby awful so bad. So, I have nothing so else to say. Yeah, I, no, let's just not. Well, yeah, agreed. Flashbacks. Renesmee has this power. We get to see Bella looking gaunt. Awful. Mm-hmm. Horrendous. Disgusting. I just hope she remembers how bad she looked. <laughs> <laughs> Awful dialogue. Everybody's kind of taunting Bella a bit, like, oh, she doesn't know, but you're going to know. And uh... Jacob's like, listen, Bella, it's something, it's a wolf thing. I can't control it. Bella is clever and puts two and two together and grab. I kind of like this though. Grabs Jacob by the neck. neck. And Rose is thrilled. Yeah, she's loving it. And so is Edward. Everyone kind yeah. of is. Except for, Esme. Yeah, Esme's a good person. She's a good person. She's like, Edward, do something. She's, she's better than we all deserve. Apart from that one time where Uh-oh. she wanted Edward to kill Bella. Oh, yeah. And oh, I forgot that... about that. She definitely did. She was like, you've got to do what you've got to do. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Bella's thrown Jacob outside and is like, you imprinted on my daughter! Awful, awful acting in the scene from both of them. I don't know. <sighs> it's awful. I am going to once again defend Stuart. I think that she is doing the best that could be done with the material. It's awful. But basically, yeah, Jacob has always been in love with Bella's eggs and Edward's sperm. Well, this is the ultimate question. You see this all the time <laughs> online. If he was in love with Bella because he was destined to imprint on one of her unfertilized eggs, why was he not drawn to Edward's testicles? Maybe as a dog he is. Interesting. And do you think he just resists that urge? Well, he's really busy when he's a wolf, isn't he? I don't know. He stands around a lot. All the other wolves seem to always be very busy when they're Mm. wolves. He does a lot of standing by Bella. Maybe he thinks, if I stand by Bella as a wolf, I'll forget the fact that I really want Edward's testicles. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Who can know? For sure. Well, we never really get Jacob's point of view for long enough to figure out. It's been three days. But again, Bella doesn't like to talk about aging, no. doesn't like surprises, is a just a really big old fun sucker. Lots of giggles from the Cullens. First time they've been giggly. Oh, I know. It's just, it's... Well, it's very false, isn't it? Uh, but It's just a classic, like, the director's told you, and you're coming back, you're all really excited, let's have some giggles. And they're like... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they get to be all in love now that Edward is all in love. Yeah, everyone's enjoying the fact that they are free to be happy now that Edward, their emotional captor, has released them. <laughs> Gorgeous cottage. It's lovely. It reminds me of where I went on honeymoon. To my surprise, actually, it looks didn't like your that place. honeymoon cottage have a jacuzzi outside? It did. It did. Theirs did not. The, no, that's true. <laughs> that was one major difference. And I thought, you know what? Quite rude of Alice not to have put a jacuzzi in. So why a bed? Would you prefer a chaise lounge? Maybe. <laughs> I just think it's more comfortable to have sex on a bed, though. But they're vampires. They feel a mattress. 
they would feel it, but do they, they don't require it. Well, maybe like, the siblings and Carlisle and Esme thought they're too prudish to do it on the floor. But little did they know. That Bella's a freak in the set. Yeah. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> Bella on top. We rewound and watched this three times <laughs> because I kept missing the moment when Bella takes charge. Yeah. I was like, don't miss it. But it was worth it. Yeah. To see that. My God. This is the best sex scene we've had in this saga. Yeah. Which makes sense because the this sex only began. second. <laughs> 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 But um, honestly, a truly great sex scene. And um, yeah, better than the honeymoon. Much better than the Do honeymoon. You know, but that is the point, okay. isn't it? Yeah. Well, she says, you know, you've been holding back. Yes. Yeah, because he didn't let her orgasm last time. Well. Well, you think he did. But... I think he did. I think maybe vampire orgasm just looks different because it causes little spots of light to appear. <laughs> yeah. In your hair. Yeah, gold sparkles. Yeah, God, it's just great. It's great that sex they is no longer taboo. look amazing. Mm. There's some great close-ups of eyelashes. His eyelashes look just as voluptuous and gorgeous as hers mm. do. The sun rises behind them. Yeah. The music is great. I really enjoyed this scene. Ooh. Really enjoyed it. The return. Bring, 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 bring. It's Charlie. So, yeah, Charlie's been ringing and the Cullens will have to leave Forks. Jacob's not having that, is he? Nope. They're going to tell Charlie that Bella snuffed it and then they're going to leave and Jacob's like, you cannot take my baby away. I know what's a really good idea. I will get on my motorbike, drive all the way to Charlie, where Charlie is chopping wood. I want to get ahead of ourselves here. And I don't want to ruin what's to come for the Gilded Fork Awards, because I don't know if this was going to be one of your nominations. Okay. But I just want to say, this scene is a gay porn waiting to happen. Yes. And I was disappointed by the lack of sexual tension. Oh. My eyes have never been so peeled for sexual tension. (laughs) I was looking for it. I perceived none. It does not mean I did not derive much joy from <laughs> watching Charlie Swan chop wood. I cannot emphasize this enough. He's chopping wood in his yard. Yeah. In a flannel shirt. Yeah. And he looks Jacob good. arrives on a motorcycle mm. to strip for him. Mm. It is a literal dream. But Come to life. Unfortunately, I did not sense a connection there. But a girl I, can dream. I just so want there to be yeah. a, a great love there. Of course, we must keep in mind that Charlie is a prox 50 years old <laughs> and Jacob is a prox 17. Yeah. But... Age is just a number, baby. Steam rises. <gasps> and he gets steamy. Yeah. It's the first time we've seen a depiction of the heat yeah. coming off the wolves when they transform. Yeah. And it's the only time. He's now a wolf and he's exposed himself. So Bella has some speedy human lessons. Very speedy. Because Charlie's going to be there in ten minutes. I do appreciate the fact that Edward is like, you don't care about Bella anymore. Because he doesn't. Charlie's here. I love the way that we can see Bella hearing Charlie arrive. Yeah. The close-ups of his boots on the gravel yeah ah it's devastating this line my daughter looks like my daughter but doesn't oh charlie is going through it in this scene and uh it's very very well done very well acted Mm. well written as well i'd say this scene how is bella hugging charlie yeah she does not act like she's hungry for him yeah and she isn't crushing him And then they have to tell Charlie that they've adopted a niece. Literally, it's been a month and a half since they got married. And 
Bella looks weird. Jacob's a dog. And they've adopted this weird looking fucking baby. This <laughs> weird looking baby. <laughs> and it's got the eyes of Bella, apparently. I don't see it. Apparently, but then there's a weird shot where he's like, oh, she's got your eyes, Bella. And then Bella looks at him at the same yeah. time as Renesmee's looking at him. And yeah. I suppose we're supposed to see that their eyes match. But yeah, they don't. Bella's eyes are contact lenses. Yeah, but they're brown. Yeah, but they're not. Like, it's not her brown. No, I know. But uh, the babies aren't brown. They look weird. Yeah, it's just weird everything with that child. Yeah. But yeah, good work, Billy Burke. Thank you. They arm wrestle. I don't like it. No, I don't like that scene either. I'm back to not really liking Emmett. I don't understand. Thank you. Yeah. Bella shining. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. The best we've ever seen. Yeah. That happen. I think also because it's distant. Mm-hmm. They do like a, it's not a close-up shot. No, it's... it's sp- we see a little bit of it. Yeah. And then it's quite a wide... Spanning out. Yeah. Everything's great. You know, happily ever after. The wolves have made a truce. Sam and Jacob are friends again. This could be the happily ever after yeah. point now. Yeah. Except for Renesmee aging. That's a bit no, concerning. Like, mm, shit. Do they fly? Do vampires fly? I've Apparently got, honestly so got no film. idea. Yeah. Weird. She like jumps up. Is it just that time slows down? It's just not clear yeah. whether we're seeing like slow motion or... They're very fast, so... I don't know. It's very odd, but lots of flying in this film from every vampire. Yeah. There's Nessie, Jacob and Bella playing in the snow and Irina has come to apologise for her awful behaviour at the wedding. Wearing a fabulous coat. I love that coat. I want that coat in my size. It's like a brown... So it's got a brown, hopefully faux fur collar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like this tan leather... Oh, is it leather? Yeah. Oh, a knee length? Yeah. It did occur to me that she jumps into the water wearing that. She did, yes. But mm. I think because they run so fast when she comes out, she probably oh, dries quite quickly. Probably, yes. Yeah. It's like putting something on a quick spin cycle. Yes. Immortal child! But obviously, if you've never read the books, you won't understand why that's such a big deal. No, no. It's good point. Yeah. Good point. Thank why you. is she stressing? Yeah. We're like, what's going on? And Bella doesn't get it either. Bella thinks, oh, she saw Jacob and she's still not over it. But then we go to Italy! And the Volturi reading corner. It's not even a library. Yeah. Like, surely they've got a library No, there. but I think they've asked people to bring certain books to them. Uh, that's what I would do. Yeah. I was intrigued by the sound effect that occurs when Aro reads minds. Yeah, it hasn't happened before. I guess they need to illustrate the fact that something is going on because we're not going to see it. Otherwise, you're just seeing Michael Sheen staring at... Yeah, Irina. But I would really appreciate that, though, because it's Michael Sheen. Oh, I mean, everything he does, I really appreciate. Yeah. So Irina has spilled the beans. We go back to this scene and Alice is holding a vase of flowers, all happy and cheery. Everybody's smiling, watching Renesmee grow. And Alice drops the vase and it's the Voltoria coming here. Yeah, but a really cool vision of snow and feet and these big black boots and these capes with the red lining it's a very Mm. cool imagery i I like that and then we're rushed into knowing the immortal child but i did appreciate the flashback to the denali family and their mother yes it's good to know tanya and irena and kate's mother created an immortal child it's nice to actually see that yeah we get to see her face her judgment and face her punishment for that crime. And it's kind of set in the medieval times, so the Volturi have new uniform mm, and it's kind of cool. The costumes are very cool. Yeah. There you go. That's what immortal children means. Yeah, that's all you get. 
Yeah, and then Edward is like, Carlisle, we need to ask for witnesses. And Esme's like, we can ask this of our friends. Mm. And then she's like, oh, we get to go to London again. It's been ages since we've been to London. Meaning they haven't had sex in a while. <gasps> no. Yeah. No. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No, I don't believe it. Yes, or London sex. I don't know. Yeah, sex is different in London. It is, yeah. I can vouch for that. Bye, Alice and Jasper. Bye. Bye. That, it was more sad in the book. Yeah, it was. The Cullens kind of get over it quite quickly. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, Alice is gone. She can see the future. We're all going to die. She leaves a note on the back of the title of The Merchant of Venice from one of Bella's books. And Bella sees this and notices it and does nothing about it. (laughs) Does nothing about it for ages. A couple of weeks. Thanks, Bella. But she's busy. She's got to go to Alaska. Got to go to Alaska. Gorgeous. Really cool scenery. Really lovely Volvo ad. We get the Denali family. We learn about Kate's power. I like Kate. I've got a lot of time for Kate. Kate shocks Edward. Bella gets Kate's hands off of him. And then they realise that Renesme has a beating heart. (gasps) And the Denali family come to Forks. And we go to Egypt. Yeah, Esme and Carlisle. Benjamin, played by Rami Malek. Yes, Oscar winning Rami Malek. I love him. I don't know enough of him to love him. But he's alright in this. He does a good job in this. Uh, and then the Amazons are here, the Irish nomads, Rosalie and Emmett get Garrett. We see him kill a man. Yes, we do. We realise that we're having to put our morals to one side. Yeah. They've promised not to feed in forks, but Jacob makes a very good point, doesn't mean that they're not going to feed. Exactly. We're still dealing with unearthly creatures. Yes. Alistair. Before we meet Alistair, we have just a Quillyu kid about 13, who's just maybe wandering through the woods on the way home from school. (laughs) Just literally sneezing into a wolf. (laughs) I hate it when I do that. So that's where we start up Jacob Black's school for juvenile werewolves. He's doing a really good job. He's got like a little calling. Yeah. yeah. The Amazons show their power. We realise that Bella is a shield. Yeah. Nothing is done about this. It is just discussed. (laughs) Then we get Stefan and Vladimir. Yes, they look different to how I imagined them, but I came around to it. Yeah. I still love them. Me too. Such fun. Really nice to have them on the screen. Really nice to have their beautiful accents in my ear holes. Yeah. It's nice to have a little bit of fun in this saga at the whole vampire thing. Yeah. It's just nice. Stefan and Vladimir, when they arrive, they reveal finally what Aro wants, which is power and Alice's power in particular, which is why her and Jasper have run away. Exactly. We're like, ah, thank you, these random Transylvanian vampires for explaining that plot hole. Because no one else is going to do it. And then we have the very cliche, everyone mm. standing up and saying that they will fight oh, the Volturi. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Though. Yeah. Carlisle stood with his hands on his hips in front of an American flag rippling. Yes. Where are we where we meet Toshiro? We're in America. Oh, are we? Okay. Yeah. But it went in a random alleyway. I think yeah. we're in America because he was very close to getting to Carlisle. Right. Okay. He was on his way to Carlisle. Because Aro says when he touches his hand, oh, Carlisle's still expecting you. Yeah, Toshiro, we get a little demonstration of Alex's power, mm-hmm. which is this thick black smog. Yeah, coming from his hands. Yeah. Very X-Men. I've yeah. written just the word X-Men twice. <laughs> oh, it's because we go straight from this, which feels very X-Men, into Bella's training, ah, which feels very X-Men. It does, yes. This is a sci-fi movie, I'm willing to argue. 
Edward is wearing too much black. And again, it's really not good with his complexion. He needs to stop wearing that fucking black hoodie. We get the shield effect. It's like a glowing kind of fuzzy light. Okay, I'm you not... know when you do the tilt shift on Instagram? No, I don't do that. I'm do you not... never use that? No. <gasps> you would have hours of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Bella's shield effect kind of looks like. Right. And she manages to do it. And Edward says our slogan <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> it's painful, but bearable. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Detective Bella. <laughs> yeah, she's looking at that note again. Finally, it's taken her long enough. But Edward comes in and tries to take her clothes off. And she's like, I can take my own clothes off. Bit sassy there. Mm. Like she's already fed up with the sex with Edward. And then he does this thing that men like to do when they're not getting the way they want. They apologise for something that they feel like they should apologise for. Uh, so he's like, oh, what should I apologise for today? Oh, I'm really sorry that I always underestimate you. Like every obstacle I think you're going to fail and you haven't. I'll go make that bath so we can have sex. Wow. <laughs> I hadn't even noticed that. So he goes to run a bath and Bella gets Alice's message and finds Jade Jenks' address and it says, please destroy it. And we get the narration that it was only Bella that could get this so Ara cannot detect what's going on. And also Edward. She doesn't tell Edward. Mm-hmm. And she burns. We have the zoom in on the yeah. Merchant of Venice. Because Edward comes back in and is like, are you coming? Are you coming for us to have sex now? Because I've apologised. So <coughs> let's go have sex. Now I can have what I want. Yeah. I've said what you want to hear. It's the way it works. And she's like, oh, okay. She's too good for him. <laughs> She is. She always was. Um, but now she really is. He better buck up his ideas, yeah. is all I'm saying. Because that rock climb is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie and Sue. You see those sleigh bells jingling? Ring, yes, ring, Charlie ring, and Sue. <laughs> <laughs> and you made the comment of like, oh, Charlie decorates. Charlie That's put up Christmas Sue's decorations. influence. Wow. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, right. Look, Charlie's beautiful coffee table. Yeah. The amazing colour palettes he's got throughout that true, house. True, true. He's a changed man. And yeah. <laughs> I think that he stuck up some ribbon. Oh, He's a good granddad. Grandpa Swan. I don't know if I'm ready for granddaddy Swan. Oh, I am. Bella meets Jay Jenks. Mm-hmm. Wendell Pierce. Very good actor. Who you can find in The Wire, Suits. He is also currently in The West End in Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman. Really? Yeah, he's playing at the Young Vic. He is fantastic. But in the film, Jasper has done all the work and Bella just needs to collect the passport of both Jacob and Renesmee. Yeah, she doesn't really know why she's there. No. I understand for time. And to be honest, it doesn't make a massive difference Just makes Bella seem a bit stupid. Yeah, or it just doesn't make her seem as smart as she seemed in the book. In Mm. the book, she was a great character. Mm. So yeah, so Bella realises that Alice has seen the vision and no one is going to survive. So Just such like a beautiful car ride, angsty mm, scene. Yeah. And so she decides to pack Renesmee a backpack mm. full of lots of cash. And she gets some books and the passport and the documents and then writes a letter all in capitals. Oh my God, I wrote the same thing. Ah! I've written, Bella looks incredible, but she writes in all caps. Yeah, and it's not good handwriting either. Yeah. Yeah, very odd. And while she's doing this, she's rudely interrupted by Alistair. I do not get this scene. I don't get Alistair. No, I don't get Alistair. And we did it in the book. No. What is he for? I don't know. You said while we were watching that you would have just cut his character entirely. I would have, yes. Is this scene because he realises why Alice left and so that's his reason to desert them? 
Because do we see him in the final battle? No. No, he leaves. This is him leaving. But if you didn't know that, mm. would you have known that? No. He's very confusing. As a character. He's just pissed off. He doesn't want to be in trouble with the Volturi. He doesn't want to be involved in any of this mess. So why is he there? You don't really understand the relationship between him and Carlisle. You understand that he's English. You know, I almost expect a sequel where the Romanian vampires like Vladimir and Stefan say, you fools, you know, they won't forget. They'll yeah. come back. And a sequel where they come back mm. and we have to do an actual battle with the Volturi mm. this time. And Alistair is a more prominent character there because he's actually not pissed off the Volturi and mm. and he can somehow make all the difference in the final battle. It's like it's setting up a much larger thing that we yeah. just know it isn't. No. So why? Yeah, really weird. At Christmas time, Bella and Edward get Charlie and Sue a present so they can leave Forks. Very yes. nicely done. Did you gift me plane tickets to see my mother in Florida? Because it feels like you're trying to get rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get war stories around the bonfire with all the vampires. And Yes. Edward thanks Carlisle for this extraordinary life. Hmm. You weren't impressed. Well, I just think Edward has treated his whole extraordinary life as a curse. Yes, he has. And only his relationship with Bella has made it worthwhile, which sounds romantic, but I also see as somewhat pathetic. And also a lot to put on a person. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot to put on Carlisle, really. Like, you've made me absolutely miserable, and only this woman has made that not so. And now I'm grateful to you. Mm. We're all going to die tomorrow. Yeah. So... I wonder now, looking back on it, whether there's something in the scene from Twilight where we first see Carlisle bite Edward and whether actually this is just, I'm a married man now. Thank (laughs) you for the extraordinary life we've shared in private (laughs) and we can't continue. Oh, wow. I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's exactly what that scene is. And then Bella is in a tent with Renesmee and gives her a locket with some French on it. No one is French. No one has spoken French to Renesmee. Not that we have seen. It's not been referred to. It's very random. It is quite random. I'd understand if if this was a French film or if, <laughs> if there was some ancestry. If Edward was French. Yeah. Or, nothing. Edward is from Chicago. Laurent is the only French character yeah. we've had and he wasn't a friend. No, he was not a friend. And the photograph of Bella and Edward in this locket. Who took it? what is going on photos in films and tv shows never look like photos that exist in real life (laughs) because in real life there is never anyone to take those photos yeah because they always seem to be of completely private moments it's a very chunky locket too i don't like it it's awful but there you go the time has come the confrontation snow snow everywhere makosheen he should have his own intro music he should and it should be welcome to the black parade by my chemical romance (laughs) Because they're all in the costumes for it. <laughs> when I was a young boy, my father yeah. took me into the city. We were big, big My Chemical Romance fans. Yeah. Yeah, you used to have that jacket. You did? The, from the Black Parade. Never wore it, though. You did, and I dyed my hair like Stefan. Yes, you did. Yeah. Who's done Jane's makeup? I don't know. She's got the uh, the wings. Yeah, but I, I don't like it when eyeliner goes under the lid. I don't hate it as a look, but it's a very high fashion... It's not just day wear, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not just a casual slight wing yeah. to your Yeah, because they're great, but... 
I'm not sure it's appropriate for this battle. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jane. Sorry. Should have thought of that. Carlisle was like, hey guys, let's not do this. She's not an immortal child. Ara was like, bring her to me. And Emmett, Jacob, Edward, Bella all go up with Renesmee and the most beautiful noise is made. It's the best noise! It's, what is that, a laugh? Yeah, just astonishment. Ah! <laughs> it goes over so many notes. Yeah, it's so good. So that's the moment he hears her heart. Yeah. So they hear her strange heart. Fantastic, stunning work. Music to my ears. Yeah, thank Have that God. as your text tone. I know. And, ah! <laughs> and wind chimes play and all this is going on, but... Artifice! Caius is such a bitter queen. Yeah. So then he's like, do you think they can fool me, brother? And Irina comes in a fabulous coat, dies, is mm. murdered. And then the sisters go batshit. Edward's like, blind them. And that's when Jane is told by Aro with a swift head movement to her Edward. But Bella is a fucking shield now. Motherfucker. Mic drop. I love the look that Bella gives Jane. It appears as though the camera is turning and it travels through the shield Mm. to get into Kristen Stewart's face Mm. as she locks eyes with Jane and has a great moment of like, I got you. It's very good. And then Ara makes his infamous speech about only the no is is safe. Very clever, very well performed. Yeah. Pretty by the book, really. Yeah. Um, in yeah, terms he does of the adaptation. Make that speech in the book, yeah. Uh, it's great. Alice returns! And I stopped making notes because, oh my god. <gasps> Shit hits the fan, and this was when I remember seeing the film going, what? Mm-hmm. So, do you want to know the death count? Tell me. Okay, so the actual fight happens. It's terrifying. Well, Alice... So Alice goes up and has Aro read her mind. Yeah. And then she, like, pulls away and says, wait. It doesn't, it's not good, but it doesn't matter what you see. You're going to do it anyway. And then she She kicks him. No, she goes, now. Oh, yeah. yeah, She says to Bella, now, go. And it takes Bella for ages. Yeah. It takes her so long. I'm like, she said now. Go. Go, bitch, go. Send her away. Yeah, take care of my daughter and off Renesmee and Jacob go. Jacob is in his wolf form and Renesmee is on his back and they're running through forks and Aro sends two of his vampires off. He's like, follow them. And then Alice kicks Aro and he goes flying. Is it because he's really old? I don't know why. I Honestly, I don't know why. I don't think it makes much sense. And again, it ties into the can vampires fly thing because he very much took control of his path Mm. partway through the air and landed very gracefully. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is Michael Sheen. Obviously. I believe that if you were to do that to Michael Sheen in real life, he'd do exactly the same thing. Yeah. Alice is captured because she did that to Aro. Mm -hmm. Great facial expressions from Caius and Jane when Aro's in the air. Yeah. Because he's the leader. It's like, shit, the bed. Mm. And Daddy C goes ape shit. Yeah, he's like, woof, woof, yeah. woof, woof. That's he's him like, running. No! Because they have Alice, and Alice is, is his little daughter. Mm. Carlisle and Aro go into the air. And Aro is at the end holding Carlisle's head. It's great. It's awful. It's brilliantly done, though. It's so sad. It's a great reveal because you see Carlisle's body kind of yeah. fall to the ground, but you don't 
know yet what's happened mm. but you see Aro's kind of triumphant face yeah and then the camera pans down as Aro stands up and is holding mm. smiling the severed head of mm. Carlisle Cullen and the crowd goes wild yeah it is crazy but the thing is I do think if that hadn't have happened they wouldn't have been so angry enough to fight. Exactly. And that sparks the revolution. Everyone's running. So here's the death count. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Jasper dies. That makes me very sad. Seth dies. That's tough. Benjamin breaks the ground. He's managed to open up the earth and created like a, a drop straight into the centre of the earth. Yeah, very clever. Well done. Good show, Benjamin. Yeah. Esme is clinging on for dear life and there's a Volturi vampire on her back. She's struggling. Leah saves Esme and ends up falling to her death by doing so. Which is really tragic and really beautiful and really meaningful. Yeah. If you've read the books. Yeah. In the films, we have maybe that one scene from the last film. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, she didn't accept the sandwich and she always regretted that. But that's all there is for us to know that there was ever any connection between Leah and Esme. I didn't realise before the extent to which these films do a disservice to the character of Leah. And I think that Julia Jones does a really good job of playing Leah. I just don't think she's given enough Mm -mm. opportunity in the script to develop that fantastic character. Yeah, no, because we're not Team Leah in these films. Not in the films. No. No, because we don't get the chance to be. Caius dies. That's very satisfying. Where the sisters, Kate and Tanya, like, rip his mouth. (gasps) Oh, there are certain parts of the body that you don't like to think of getting ripped. Yeah. And I think the corners of your mouth are one of them. I think that's why Heath Ledger's Joker is so unpleasant Mm. to think about and and to listen to. The bit between your index finger and thumb... Mm. There's another mm. one. You mm. don't you don't like to think of that. Quite a visceral thing to see, I think, to have the top half of his jaw ripped off like that. Unpleasant. Yeah, but great. Marcus dies. Fabulous work, I've gotta <laughs> say. He is all of us. He is all of us. Finally. It's shocking. Yeah. In a way. He's so relieved. To die. Yeah, he's waiting for it. But you could tell a new moon. He's so wise. Yeah, he's like, let us be done with this. And more importantly, Aro dies. Bella and mm. Edward kill Aro. And it doesn't look like they're going to make it. No. But the point is, Aro dies. Aro will die. And that's when we realise, oh, it was just Alice's vision. And then a very pretty Brazilian man. He arrives with his very pretty arm. Yeah, she is stunning. Mm. He is half man, half vampire, and is 150 years old and reached maturity after seven years. Seven years old. That's very lucky for Jacob, isn't it? I want to know where the stretch marks are. It's a lot of growth to do in such a quick... <laughs> Does the half vampire venom through their body like just dissolve with any spots, wrinkles, stretch oh God, marks, yeah. any... Oh, did he go through acne at, like, two? I know, because the venom will just stop it. I want to be a half-vampire. So that proves that Renesmee isn't a threat to the vampire world, so the Volturi have to fuck off. Aro does this amazing look towards Marcus as they're leaving, like, oh, we're going to need to talk when we get home. (laughs) Thanks to Alice, Aro now knows that Marcus... Wants to die. Craves death. Yeah. Do you think that in Volterra there is, like, an in-house psychiatrist? (laughs) 
that he can be referred to mm. you know, on the flight back. He's going to be like, brother, I've got someone I'd like you to speak to. I don't want you to feel any pressure. <laughs> Just someone to talk to. Yeah, exactly. About how you might be feeling. No pressure. <laughs> then that's kind of it. Kind of. So Bella comes out of the house wearing this fucking hideous grey long well, sleeve top. Long sleeve t-shirt with a lighter grey short sleeve t-shirt over the top. Yeah. But mm. I think it's one of those tops that's actually one. No. Yeah. <gasps> that's worse. Yeah, it is worse. We all did the layering. Seems quite 90s to me. Yeah. yeah but I definitely would wear a long sleeve t-shirt with a, maybe a collared shirt or just a regular t-shirt over yeah. the top. At first glance, it looks like pyjamas. <laughs> it's loungewear. Yeah. It's very cash, which we know is very Bella. Mm. It's just not very Vampire Bella. Vampire no. Bella has been... Very sexy. One of the Collins. Yeah, and Alice has the vision of Edward and Bella meeting Jacob and Renesmee when Renesmee is of age on a beach somewhere and Alice and Edward smile at each other and then we think that's it. It's not it. We have our last little trip to the meadow. Oh, I'm so sick of this meadow. Yeah, it's in full bloom again. Bella shows Edward her projection, which is actually for the fans. It's a montage of flashbacks of just all of their love, all of the scenes from all the different films. Um, and we've got the fucking pages of yeah, a book flipping. Yeah, you were so angry. It's, oh, we've never had this before, so mm. why do we have it now? It's not an established framing device. No. I didn't realise that we were within a book. Yeah, I know. Now it's like, oh, so it is all just fantasy. It's not within this world. What? I know. Like it, it, it's stupid. It's got no relevance because books have not been a thing other than The Merchant of Venice, yeah. which is a playtext. And that's it. And then we get that title sequence where every actor gets a little bit of even, a like, Even characters who haven't appeared since Twilight, mm. like James. It's just giving a nod to the whole saga, isn't it? But then I wonder who saw that and thought, um, where was my nod? Uh, the cleaner's husband wasn't mentioned, but the cleaner was. Waylon wasn't mentioned. Yeah. Heidi so many people. Yeah. But that is the end of oh, the saga. Twilight saga. It feels a bit overwhelming. Yeah. But this is twice now we've come to the end of this same story. <laughs> yeah. At least we know we'll never be here again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Gilded Fork Awards. Here are your co-hosts. Isaac White and Chloe Zendel. Hello. Hello. Hi. Have you seen Pitch Perfect? Yes. I imagine us as Elizabeth Banks and that other guy I don't know the name of in a, <laughs> in a, in a box. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go with our first nomination for the final film in the Twilight Saga. The worst special effect. Let's be real. It's the baby, right? <gasps> oh my God, I didn't even put the baby. You're joking. I oh my God. <laughs> If this wasn't the final episode of the films, I, I might walk out. <laughs> you are so right. I cannot work Let's under these stop. conditions. Oh my god, stop the presses. It of course is the baby. What were you gonna nominate? I said the flying. We've done that before. <laughs> That's old news, it's always gonna be shit. Can you please give me your nominations for the best use of music? I certainly can. Okay, great. I feel really good about this one. Oh. Fire in the Water by Feist. Okay, I love Feist. And it plays during the best sex scene ever. 
Not ever. Not ever. What's the best sex scene ever? Do you have one off the top of your head? Um, well, Titanic is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In the car, the hand, and and the shaking. They're, they're both shaking, and, and she has to like comfort him. I really appreciate that. Where mm-hmm. she's the one who I think has had sex, and Jack hasn't. <gasps> of course. And of course, yeah. she has the power. She's yeah. the wealthy one, and he yeah. could get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. It was always fun in a car. Also, uh, it's a little embarrassing, this one, but um, there's a film called The Wedding Date with Deborah Messing from Will and Grace, who is just a goddess and Mm -hmm. Dermot Mulroney yes oh thank you for being prompted here Have you seen it? I will have seen it, but years and years yeah, and years. Very ago. young Amy Adams in it. It's <gasps> it's actually a very good film. He's an escort. Yes, and yes. And not going to have sex, and then she does have sex with him on a boat. Mm. And there's a really good song by a Maroon Five called Secret, which has just got this very sexy beat that you can actually have sex to. See, music is important in sex. Music scenes. is so important in sex scenes. What mm. would you say is? Some of the best sex scenes. The one that pops into my head is in God's Own Country to farm men. Men farmers. The first time. In the mud. I think that's the first time. I think so. When they're tending to the sheep. Yes. And yes. they've been out and they've just been getting on each other's nerves. Yeah. And then... It's very tactile. There's such a yeah. battle of wills. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just someone really coming to terms with what they really want. Yes. It's very sexy. And both actors are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And have very lovely tushies. But anyway, th- this scene, Fire in the Water by Feist. It's the use of music, best use of music. It just comes in and out in a really beautiful way. Yeah. Um, I loved it. But I hadn't got any because I thought too many samples of music was used in this film. Honestly, within the first 15 minutes, I've heard... heard about five? Yeah. Yeah, it was... So many songs. It was too much for me, so I'm going to give it to you. Oh, congratulations to Feist. Feist is great. Can you please give me your nominations for Worst Outfit? So I just put the grey shirts from the end. To be honest, there weren't that many bad outfits. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like it when Edward wears black. You don't like that, no. I appreciated that as the weather got colder, we saw more layering. Yes. There was a scene where Sam comes into Jacob's garage Mm. and he's... It's not the best outfit, but he's just got a hoodie with a denim jacket over it. Yeah. It just looks cosy. I just want to get inside it with him. Aww. Thank you. So congratulations to Kristen Stewart for wearing that hideous grey t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, could you give me your nominations for best use of prop, costume or set piece? So do you remember a little while back when we were doing Eclipse and you nominated <laughs> a rock? rock. <laughs> I think I've had one of those moments. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. I had a complete blank and so at some point I've written down the giant scissors that were hanging... <laughs> In Renesmee's bedroom? I just couldn't work out. They I were don't so think intriguing. It was Renesmee's bedroom because it's a house in the Cullen house with all the money. I think it's like a little spare room. Oh no, I thought it was in their cottage. No, it's not. Because oh. Alistair's in the Cullen's room and she's in the Cullen's room. That's where the money is. I don't think there's any money in the oh, cottage. Oh wow. So do you think it's like Jasper's sewing room? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> Jasper is Edward Scissorhands, really. <laughs> of course, with his giant scissors. And that's just where he goes to do his like applique. And... <laughs> embroidery and, and you know giant scissors giant scissors I, I, that's all I've got I have Irina's coat as best costume beautiful beautiful it was a beautiful coat, coat. Yeah. it was hard wearing it yeah. stood the water and it would look so good on me no one can argue with that thank you congratulations to Irina's Yay! brown coat thank you <laughs> most unnecessary scene the arm wrestling scene it is from the book. Yeah. I understand it serves a purpose, but we've already got pretty immediately in the first five minutes of the film that yeah. Bella is super strong. Yeah. I don't need another example of it. 
Emmett's makeup looked shit. I don't know, just the carrying the rock, smashing the rock, it wasted my time. And I don't appreciate having my time wasted. Absolutely not. I have the scene with Alistair in that scissor room. Just... Oh, to be honest, we could do any scene, including Alistair. Yeah. I don't think he was in a scene that was necessary for that. He was in the scene where Bella is learning her shield power. Watching it from a tree. watching it. That was fine. He can watch. Mm. Precious seconds. (laughs) Wasted on his face. Wasted on us just seeing him. Nothing against Joe Anderson. No. He's he's, great. He is great. Please watch Across the Universe if you haven't seen it. Really underrated movie. Yeah. Um, Fabulous. Shall we cut him entirely from the film? Yeah. Congratulations. The award for most unnecessary scene goes to every scene involving the vampire Alistair. Sorry to Joe Anderson. We love you. Yeah, we do. Most palpable sexual tension. I struggled with this one also Mm. because it's not a very sexy film despite having a very good sex scene. But I would like to award it, I'm putting forward the nomination, Mm. for Stefan and Vladimir. Oh! I just think 1500 years. You know, they are comrades, they are partners in life and in war. And um, I don't know. I just think they cold at night. They get each other. (laughs) They do. They get each other. You know, like when they they get angry about the same things. Mm. They get excited about all the same things. They just look so good together. I did put the scene where Jacob gets naked. Now I I agree with you. There wasn't there wasn't sexual tension, and I really wish there had been. But. Also, you know, Charlie chopping that wood. I was going to say, if anything, it's the sexual tension between us and (laughs) Charlie holding an axe. Yeah. Let's just give it to Stefan and Vladimir. I just sounds very defeatist (laughs) for our final awards ceremony for this franchise. Yeah. But you're right, there isn't a lot. I suppose, you know, sometimes for all awards ceremonies, you just have to pick the best of a bad bunch. Yeah. I think with a little imagination, Stefan and Vladimir could really take it home. <laughs> Congratulations to Stefan and Vladimir. Well done. It was the most palpable. Yeah. Even if we didn't palp a lot. <laughs> Can you please tell me the worst line of dialogue? Okay, I have two. You guys really look great together. Jacob Black. Also, spoken by Jacob Black, she wishes she was that awesome. Mm. Yeah, that is bad. It's really bad. Worst line of dialogue I have is, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. But, oh, who's winning this? Me. Really? (laughs) Yes, because Jacob's lines are always bad. And they're not, they're not awful lines by themselves. You know, if someone said to you and Ross, you guys look great together. And also, if someone said to you... She wishes she was that awesome. Yeah. Not the worst things that someone could say to you, but someone saying, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster <laughs> is pretty fucking awful. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes! Victory is mine. You nicknamed my daughter yeah. after the Loch Ness Monster? Yeah. Really. I just love when you know you have to give these awards to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and last, but certainly not least, best acting. No. I have nominated. <laughs> no, you haven't. I have. No. Nominated Kristen Stewart. Oh my God. I'm sorry, but this is the final film in the saga. No, she's not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if this discussion was happening on stage at the BAFTAs? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I will not allow I it. Veto! <laughs> want it to be known, even if she doesn't win, mm. that she was nominated for a Gilded Fork Award for Best Performance by an Actor. She did a great job at several points. The sex scene that I love was the most open and truly vulnerable and powerful and, and like the most intimacy, the most chemistry I've ever seen Bella perform on screen. Mm. What particularly got me was driving home after meeting with Jay Jenks. Mm. I thought was great. Her coming to terms with her and Edward's death. Although there was a lot of convoluted crap with writing the letter and the locket mm. and all that stuff, I thought at its core, the performance by Stuart stands up and I would defend it. <sighs> Ultimately, I think we know who our winner is. Yeah. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. Just because he has to. He has to. Just that noise alone. <laughs> <laughs> he is fantastic and the smile he makes when he's carrying yeah. Carlisle's head. and I do want to note, because I don't think I mentioned it earlier on, but his makeup job is bad in this yeah, film as well. Yeah, it's very bad. I mean, it's just that he looked so good in New Moon mm. and we've not seen him since, really, yeah. apart from that post credit sequence last movie. In the field with the snow, he looks bad, the wig, the makeup, mm. but his performance through it is... Stunning. Exemplary. Yeah. Um, he does not disappoint. No, he puts everybody else to, to be shame. To honest, all three of the Volturi main players yeah. are... Artifice! <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Let us be done with this. <laughs> <laughs> They're all wonderful. Yeah, they are very um, good. Very well cast. But led by Michael Sheen. Yes. And that's it. That's it. Thank you so much for joining us. That brings us... Burning question time. It's burning question time! Woo-hoo! My favourite segment! But it's going to be our last for a while. Ooh. Ooh makes me sad. I don't know if my burning question is worthy to be the last burning question. It's it's quite it's quite a lot of pressure you've put on me. What do you mean I've put on you? You've put this on me. It's just the way the cookie crumbles, <laughs> I'm afraid. No, you've done this deliberately. Just as long as it is a question that really encapsulates what the saga meant to us, the journey we've been on, the final piece in this epic puzzle oh. of the Twilight Saga and What the Forks. <laughs> Arsehole. Okay, <laughs> this is my burning question. Fuck it. So, do you think Aro should have gone for it anyway? <laughs> um. Right. Honestly, though, yeah. Yeah, me too. Like what we saw in Alice's vision mm. made us so angry. Yeah. When we were teenagers. Yeah. And when we first saw this. Because, oof, well, they nearly went off book. Yeah. They nearly changed what the saga it's said. Like, yeah. What our Lord and Saviour, Stephanie Meyer, hath written. <laughs> but really, though, that was the better film. Yeah. This film would not... This film could not have been without that sequence. Yeah. Because as you pointed out, I think, when we did the book... It is such an anti-climax. Yeah. Nothing happens. It's a massive waste of time. Yeah. So yes, although <laughs> it would have meant the death of Carlisle, Jasper, Seth, Leah, the capture of yeah. Alice, it looks like probably the death of Bella and Edward as well. Mm. Ultimately, that would have then led to, years down the line, maybe about now, mm. 
a film about Renesmee avenging her parents' death and teaming up with Alistair. Yeah, absolutely, that is what should have happened. I mean, I don't think they would have got away with it. No way. If they had made that the end no of the film. No way. That is such a departure from the books. Yeah. Stefan mm. and Vladimir could have then <sighs> been the new rulers of the vampire world. And then we get to like, I don't know, Twilight 8. Mm. And it would just be a story about Stefan and Vladimir. Mm. Just in their castle. <laughs> Alone together. Living the good life. <laughs> Keeping up with the Transylvanians. Once again... And all too soon, we find ourselves at an ending. Mm -hmm. So, once again, we want to take a little moment to say thanks. Everyone who's listened to us ramble on about this story means the world to us. And to have been embraced by 2019's online community of Twilight fans (laughs) has truly been the honour of my life. (laughs) It has! We're going to be taking a bit of a break now as we both go through some changes in our lives. You're moving to a new city and going back to school. Yeah. And you're getting a puppy. But do not worry. (laughs) We are well aware that there are areas of this saga we have not yet explored. So we will be back. Thank you for joining us for our discussion of the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. We'll be back later this year to delve into additional and alternate texts in this saga. But in the meantime, you can keep in touch with us on social media at ForksCast. And you can rate, review and subscribe to What the Forks wherever you listen. Until next time, look after yourselves, each other and the planet. And remember, chickens are renowned. (laughs) (laughs) I can't.